The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome back to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Talon Jenkins, joined with our awesome host. We have Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, boys? Doing pretty good. You know, got a pretty well well spread out slate here uh, for this week. So hopefully, we can get some get some good bets in every night. Yeah, another fun day of hockey. Always like to see your Leafs lose, especially <laughs> to. Uh, my adopted team, the Canes, <laughs> had a good football game too. The Saints win, didn't cover, but uh, always happy to see the Seahawks lose as well. So things are good over here. Yeah, I had the Hawks uh, plus 5.5, so could be worse, I guess. How many teams do you got though, Joel? Jesus, you got Colorado, Vancouver, <laughs> now Carolina? Uh, Carolina is a betting team. <laughs> I, th- I thought we all kind of adopted Carolina. We have a few like adopted hockey gambling podcast teams this season, I feel like. Yeah, very true. Nothing wrong with a bunch of jerks, eh? Yeah. All right, well, while we're here, boys, early on the show, uh, we should just tell everybody, feel free to check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network uh, Slack channel. Lots of cool stuff going on there, not just hockey-related. We cover uh, pretty much all the sports, so a nice place to hang out and you know meet some cool people and get some good insight. Yeah, there, there was a cricket channel started over the weekend. So whatever sport you want to talk about, you can you can talk about it there. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Also, uh, feel free to check out the website as well. Lots of cool stuff going on there. But uh, we do have some big news regarding our show. Uh, Ryan, you want to kind of take the lead on that one, bud? Yeah, for, for our first few episodes. And they're going to continue being on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed. But also now on Apple and Spotify, the uh, Hockey Gambling Podcast has its own feed. You can either search Hockey Gambling Podcast on those apps or for Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey and Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s for those quick links there. We'll also tweet those out and put them in the show notes. So go there, follow us, subscribe, leave us a rating review. You know, ho- hopefully we can grow this as much as possible and we can all make some money together. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, anytime that you guys uh, leave a nice rating or review, even if it's a bad rating or review, by all means, just get on there and, uh, you know, tell us how you feel. We'll uh, we'll try to listen. If if we're doing something that you hate, you know, we'll try and change that up. Or uh, if you if you do like what we're putting out, that's always cool to hear, too. So by all means, leave us a couple of reviews and ratings. 
Now let's uh, let's jump back into last week a bit here, boys. You want to uh, go over our mortal locks? How did we do? Those are a bunch of jerks. One won me a bunch of money uh, last was that either Thursday or Friday, and then I bet on them again tonight against your leaf. So those hurricanes have helped me out a lot over the past past few nights. Yep, same here. Plus I had the uh, Jets winning in regulation against the Ducks, so that came through too. Or uh, was it the Oilers? I remember. Those were both my locks last week. Oilers and Ducks. <laughs> Oilers and Jets against the Ducks and regulations. So uh, if I just keep betting against the Ducks, it should be a profitable year. <laughs> uh, I myself, I had the only loss between the uh, between the three of us. I had my pesky Sands against uh, San Jose. Truth be told, like Ottawa outplayed them that game. We hit two posts. We missed a couple of empty netters too. And we got friggin' James Reimers. So that kind of sucked. But take the L, I guess, eh? Yeah, still two and one though. We're still giving you mostly winners, and I feel like all all of our picks for all the games kind of we we leaned we leaned towards the winning side. So overall, we're still still doing pretty well, even with even with your lost town. I, I lost before that, so you know, <laughs> everybody gets one. Eh? I know I know how it feels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been losing money betting against the Sharks too. Yeah, they've been a sneaky good team. I think they're four they're and tough. one on the year right now. They had a pretty good road trip, so we'll uh, we'll obviously dive into that a little bit later. But kind of a low key sleeper for now. Now, speaking of losses, Joel, how are you feeling after getting the wheels beat off you by Ryan and all your matchup picks last week? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel good, but uh, fortunately, I only bet one of them, so <laughs> it's mostly my pride that's hurt rather than my bankroll. Yeah, sometimes yeah, that can be worse. I don't yeah, remember exactly what we had against each other, but you, you reminded me that like when they were going on that I, that I won them. And so, I mean, both were a locks hit, so that's what we're here for. Exactly. All right, well, uh, we've got one touch on a brief overview on the weekends. Uh, lots of hockey, lots of games, lots of football, too. So if you didn't catch all of them, by all means, we won't hold it against you. Um, all I got to say is I am so upset about my goddamn lease right now. It's not even funny. I'm not even going to get into tonight's game, but that ass-kicking we took against Pittsburgh, or maybe I should say the Wilkesburg Scranton Penguins, was just straight-up embarrassing. I mean, yeah, I I was mad at your Leafs Friday night too. I, I was in the car driving. I, I they were my they were my my big bet on Friday night. And I just they lost to the Sharks. Like it's just there's nothing going on right in Toronto right now. It it, it must suck right there. I'm just I'm just thinking back to one of our first episodes. You said, oh, regular season doesn't matter. Leafs <laughs> fans only care when it comes to the playoffs. And now we're what two two three weeks into the season, and just the sky is falling in Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Uh, it, it doesn't take much to get everybody going here, but the way this team's been playing, uh, there's not a lot of happy fans walking around, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, the Avs won at least, finally. <laughs> Though it doesn't take much to beat the Lightning right now, apparently. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but Kemper is still, uh, he's not hes not finding his form yet for Colorado. That's a problem. And uh, we're really missing Devon Taves in the back end. That's uh, holding our defense back big time. But we won in the shootout. It was a nice goal by uh, Kale McCarr. The seal of the deal. So, yeah, hopefully it gets better from here. I always forget just how young he is, eh? Like, what's going to happen when he's, like, 26 years old, just an absolute stud? Oh, yeah. He's like uh, Eric Carlson who can actually play defense. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the weekend, I know uh, Habs fans will be pretty excited. They finally got their first win. Uh bit of a kicking over Detroit. What was it? 5-1 final, I think. So good for the folks in Montreal. I know uh, you want to talk about the sky falling. It, was, it wasn't it was looking too good over there. 
Yeah, they're, they're still not going to be doing too well, but it's good, good to see them get, get one win. And, you know, you want to see every team at least get one in. But I, I don't know if the Coyotes will really anytime soon. Well, what's the over-under on them going like two months without a win? Uh, I, I have not looked at their schedule recently, but it's... The it schedule doesn't good. matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every team's better than them. The Panthers were were minus four hundred tonight. That's like how high are we gonna, are we going to see them get? Oh, they played the oh god, listen to this road trip. They just played Florida, Lightning, Capitals back to back nights, oh and the Hurricanes, then the Flyers and the Ducks. That's tough. Then they come back at home for for the Kraken. So may, maybe that game, but oh man, or or they'll probably beat the Flyers, but just something, something <laughs> stupid. That's a weird way to end a road trip, too. You go out to East, and then you come for one game in Anaheim, and then go home. Yeah, and, and then it's back-to-back, actually, for them. They play the fifth in Anaheim, and then the sixth in Seattle, or at home against Seattle. Uh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird schedule. I think the league schedulers are just like, who cares? Arizona, throw them around. <laughs> exactly. Fit, fit them in where you can, eh? Yeah. All right, well, let's keep her going here. We'll dive into uh, some NHL news and uh, and discussions around the league. Not really too much has happened since we last talked. It's, it's been a bit surprising, but a couple things popped up, uh, mainly more so towards the NHL COVID protocol side. I know uh, the folks in, folks in Pittsburgh are a little bit hurting. They lost Chris Letang and Jeff Carter uh, due to COVID protocols, as well as the Winnipeg Jets losing Shifley and Wheeler. Might be a bit tough. Those are uh, Those are some four pretty heavy players. Yeah, that the I mean the Penguins lines looking at him without without Latang, no Carter, obviously no Crosby or Malkin still, no Brian Rust. It's like you got Kapanen, you got Gensel, and you got like a bunch of guys. And to, to see them still beat the Leafs seven one is kind of funny. But also just trying to trying to handicap their games this week, it's it's tough because who knows that may, they're they're a good coach team. They can maybe surprise some teams, but ooh, they they do not look look good on paper right now. Yeah, but apparently it uh, doesn't matter who you take out of the Pens lineup. They keep winning. Yeah. But I guess you can only lose so many players before they start to stumble. And you know that kind of momentum doesn't last too long when you don't have all your best players around. As for Winnipeg, yeah, Shifley is a big miss. Wheeler is a good uh, veteran presence in there. But they've also uh, shown they can win without them in the last game too. So I think they have an easy-ish schedule coming up. So it Hopefully they get back before they play the more real heavy hitters. Yeah, that goes a long way for sure. Well, keeping along the lines of COVID, finally some good news out of New Jersey. Sounds like Mackenzie Blackwood, netminder, finally got his first dose. So give him a couple of weeks, gets another one, and hopefully he'll be ready to go. Now, I think we were talking, and I guess he has a, uh, was it a foot injury or something? Yeah, he had like off-season, in, off-season surgery on his heel. So maybe that'll magically heal up once he gets uh, the second dose and he can start playing again but yeah i mean they have they have bernier going them pretty pretty strong right now he's got a 9 11 save percentage so yeah the devils are, are surprising i mean they, they still have jack hughes out that's obviously a big loss but getting blackwood back he could be one of the best young goalies in the game so that can definitely be something to watch in the next coming weeks yeah, I guess uh, being considered for the Canadian Olympic team is one way to get one uh, vaccinated, right? <laughs> He's not going over there without uh, his jab. Yeah, you don't probably need much more incentive than that. Eh? Right. Well, moving along, we uh, be kind of hard pressed not to uh, not to mention the big Carolina Montreal game, <laughs> the return of Yesberry Kakaniemi. That was great, guys. 
I, I gotta ask: Does does Carolina have one of, if not the best, Twitter accounts in the entire NHL? I think they do. They they have a, they have a great PR team, great social team, and they've made people forget that they they signed Tony D'Angelo, who was pretty much shunned by the entire league last season. And now I saw him. I was watching the game, and I was like, oh yeah, they signed D'Angelo, and like people just completely forgot about it. So it's they're doing something right there in Carolina, both on the ice and off the ice. Yeah, yeah, they they. They know how to quiet Twitter, that's for sure. I don't know. Uh, I think the fans were chanting some crazy shit at Cockney too. I don't know if they were telling him to F off or what or something. But, like, they, can you blame the guy for signing a $6 million contract somewhere? Like, I, I don't know. Like, if you offered me that money, I'd take it in a heartbeat, right? But Yeah, be, uh, be mad at it. It doesn't take much to rile up the French, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That whole game was pretty nuts. And of course, everybody or the one player that was going to get one was going to be yes, Barry. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know, and there's a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. I'm moving on here, boys. Uh, something's pretty cool that's been happening in the league here. We currently do have, as of tonight, four undefeated teams. You know, my question are, uh, or my question is rather, are these teams actually the real deal? We'll start off, go one through, and it works out. There's actually one team from each division, which is kind of cool too. Uh, we'll start it off. We're already talking about it. The Carolina Hurricanes, as of tonight, they are five zero and zero. Are they the best team in the best division in hockey right now? The, you mean the hockey gambling podcast adopted Carolina Hurricanes? I think, <laughs> I think they are. I think I feel like I. I, I bet on them to win the division at their, at their odds. I feel like you guys also like that bet as well. The Metropolitan Division is one of the best in hockey. I've 
there was some stat going around over the weekend of how the, their their record is kind of crazy and their goal differential too. So, yeah, every team in the division is over 500, 500 point percentage. They all have bonnable wins. Carolina is five and zero against some some solid teams. So, that that's a really good group down there, and that that's definitely going to be a, a team to watch all season long. For sure, and uh, Frederick Anderson's on there. He's got a one point seven five goals against. Uh, a game and a nine four six eight percent. So he's 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 uh picking up into the regular season form, Freddie again down in Carolina. And uh, with their system they got, they don't really need great goaltending anyway. So yeah, this team's a juggernaut, and I I did bet them to win the division as well. So hopefully they keep it going. No, that's true. Uh, great offense, great defense, and steady Freddie in between the pipes can't really go wrong there. Uh, moving on to the Atlantic here, the Florida Panthers are a quiet 6-0-0 on the year. What got me and kind of stood about or stood out to them, uh, they have wins against Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Tampa Bay, Colorado, and Philadelphia. Now, I know some of those teams aren't playing to the top of their abilities right now, but those are still pretty five good teams to beat. Um, are the Florida Panthers the biggest sleepers in the league? They just might be. Keep an eye out for their lines. They uh, You can make some good money off the Panthers so far. The Panthers are another team I, I I feel like we all kind of loved, and they not not only beating those teams, but besides the season the season opener, five four overtime against the Penguins, they beat the Islanders five one, Lightning four one, Avalanche four one, and then Flyers four two on Saturday. So they're all multi goal wins after their first win. It's it's really something impressive to see against against those teams. They have they have two quality goalies. That's something that's going to be huge for any team in this league. I mean. Bob's got him four of the starts. He's got a 9.42 save percentage. Spencer Knight had one start, 9.68 save percentage. So this is a team that has has scoring depth. It has defense. It has goaltending. It's it's definitely going to be one of the Stanley Cup favorites this season. Yeah, I don't think they're really a sleeper team anymore. Last year for sure, but uh, this year they're getting a lot of hype. Uh, and yeah, I've been a bit slow to get on them, but uh, they keep proving me wrong. I mean, they keep winning games against these big teams, like you said. Uh, yeah, Barkov is a beast, a great yeah. two-way player, Selkie finalist. Uh, he's going to – did he win the Selkie last year? He, he, he deserves it, if not. If he didn't, it was a snub. Yeah, he did. Exactly. He won it. Yeah, so now they they got Ekblad back. Uh this team is legit, and they got goaltending now. Like Bobrovsky was always like a weak link, but now he's playing well. So if he keeps going, sky's the limit for this team. Uh, moving down here, St. Louis Blues currently five zero and zero on the year, um, and they just won tonight. Vili Husso put up a thirty four save shutout. Not bad for a backup, eh? But even as a starter, Jordan Binnington, four games played, he has four wins, a two point seven five goals against average, and a nine point one nine save percentage. Could this be another Binnington real deal year, or what? I don't know what to think about the Blues. I mean, they've beaten, they've beaten, they beat the Avs, they beat the Knights, but I mean, the Avs, that was a season opener. They weren't really at full strength. The Golden Knights haven't been at full strength all season. Besides that, they beat the Coyotes and, and Kings twice, in, including including tonight. But yeah, Bennington's looking good. Tarasenko's looking really, really good. He had an oh, amazing goal tonight. That was so in nasty. That, yeah, in that division, I mean, Really, after after Colorado, we kind of talked about how it's completely open. So if the Blues, the Blues are off to a five and zero start, they're off to a great start. Get the momentum going. Get Bennington knows how to win it. So, yeah, that's the Blues are going to be a team that could be could be marching up this season. 
Yeah, there's two things that didn't count on when I projected the Blues at the beginning of the season, and they were uh, first was Bennington, of course. Uh, he's back to his level that he was at when they did their, their cup run. And the second thing is Tarasenko being happy in St. Louis again. He's He's been an effective player for them. Uh, he's seemingly totally healthy and bought in, and yeah, he, he's so important to how they play to get the offense going. Uh, that's, that's why they're rolling, really. Yeah, didn't he formally request a trade or something, like in the offseason or last year? Yeah, yeah, apparently he wanted the captaincy. He was denied the captaincy, and that's when he demanded the trade. But apparently that's all water under the bridge now. Yeah, good to hear. I guess uh, maybe somebody got into Bennington's ear and told him to uh, start stopping pucks and stop throwing fake punches. <laughs> yeah, he's a character. <laughs> All right, moving down to Edmonton here. They are currently 5-0-0. Oh, oh. Red hot power play of 47.1%. I know we were talking about some uh, some goaltending injuries with uh, Mike Smith out for a little bit, but uh looks like it doesn't really matter. They're just going to outscore any problems they might have. Yeah, when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl up front, you can really outscore any team any team you play but it's just a matter of when those guys go cold or if the the depth isn't helping them out i mean zach hyman's been great so far as well or maybe when they run into like a good another good top team but they're they're beating the teams they're playing and that's all all they can do and they're really showing out what they can do in the pacific division yeah uh in the regular season they're going to dominate because they'll get a lot of power plays and that's that's where they excel they're going to yeah, 47.1% of the power flow. That's ridiculous. Unsustainable, <laughs> but it'll still be high all season long. Won't surprise me to see if they finish number one in that statistic at the end of the year. But um, five and five is a problem. They don't have the the goal expense expectancy that they do on the power play, relatively speaking. And I don't expect the goaltender to keep up either. So, yeah, it's it's a good regular season team, but they got to prove it to me in the playoffs that they can perform without the power play in order to believe in them as a real contender. Yep. Very fair. Uh, there was a pretty cool stat though. That was on the Carolina broadcast tonight. The NHL has never had four teams start with a five Oh and O record. And now we currently do. So making history in 2021. Yeah. Great. Great to see. Let's see how long it lasts. Moving down here, more so towards the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, maybe we'll jump into some teams that shouldn't be towards the bottom rankings, or maybe we're expected to do a bit better. And the real question is, will they get the shit together? Uh, starting off, and it's pretty fitting tonight after a 5-1 to one loss against uh, the Buffalo Sabres. The two-time, two-time, say it one more time, two-time <laughs> Stanley Cup uh, defending champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. Is uh is the hangover finally going to end in Tampa Bay or what's going on? I I think so. It's their depth just does does not look good at all, especially with Kucherov out now. Like looking at their third line, it's Alex Barboulet, who they just got off waivers back from Seattle, I believe. Ross Calden and, and Corey Perry. Last year it was like Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord, and someone else. Like if you look at their Arctic bottom six, oh yeah, yeah, he's good too. Like if you look at their bottom six, it's just completely completely empty and Stamkos is getting older point point still good but there's no, no Kucherov the 5-1 loss to Sabres Brian Elliott was in net so maybe there's that's some of the reasoning but Vasilevsky's really gonna have to pick his game up and be the Vesna Trophy finalist or winner that he can if the Lightning are gonna try to 
stay afloat or not, not even not stay afloat because they'll be one of the top teams in that division. I, I think still top top three or four. But I mean, the Panthers are showing they they may be the best team in the state of Florida. Yeah, it's a long season. It's just uh, getting started. Uh, this is a good time to have your slump. Get it out of the way. Figure things out. And then uh, by the end of the year, I expect this team to be rolling where they were the last couple of years or last really half decade. Uh, this team's been a, an elite team for a long time, and they still have a lot of the same players. So I don't expect them to totally fall apart. Vasilevsky is probably the best goal in the league. Um, he'll He'll get better too. So... I mean, unless Hedman and Stamkos and Kucherov, they all uh, totally, what's the word, regress. I expect this team will figure it out and they'll still be fighting for the cup. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Like you said, it's still early, only six games in for the Bolts this year. But six games can turn to 10 and 10 can turn to 20 pretty quickly, right? So something they're going to want to kind of get on top of pretty soon, you'd hope. Now, uh, sticking in the Atlantic here, we have my Toronto Maple Leafs, 2-4-1, and one, just a shit show start of the season. A lot of people asking, is the, is the Pittsburgh embarrassment game a sign of things to come? What, what gets me most about this team, guys, is, and I don't want to be that typical Leaf fan, but the, the quotes after the game in the media, like, I think somebody came out today, I don't know, I think it was Matthews even, and I normally like what Matthews has to say, but he was like, oh, we're not letting the outside crowd noise get to us, and... You know, as a fan, we're not saying this to piss you off. We're saying this because we're mad, you know? Like, we just want you to give a shit, and you didn't really see too much of that over the past weekend. Yeah, that's that's what you want. when, a, when a, if, a team's, if a team's losing and they're and they're trying their best and they're not getting the bounces, that's one thing. But when you can tell that they're kind of just phoning it in and everything like that, it's it gets frustrating, especially when you have a, a team like that that's been disappointing for for a few seasons now and you have a core like that that this is kind of their maybe their last chance before they blow it up it's just i don't know i, I feel like they they will turn around eventually they have to it's and it's not that tough of a div- division so that once they start playing like some bad teams in a row they can get rolling but they have to turn it around soon before i don't know it's gonna be some changes in the in the head head coach front office they might make a trade to shake things up but they need they need something soon yeah in toronto it's a pressure cooker you know the media's on you the fans are on you like nowhere else in the league uh and it's clear to me that mitch marner can't handle that you know if we go back to guys like phil kessel those guys just shook it off whatever but marner he just feels everything and no matter how much they try to insulate from him from that pressure, it's it's clearly affecting him, and he's not getting over it. And he's he's not playing like he he can be playing. He doesn't he doesn't have the same um, confidence that he usually does. So that I think that's affecting the whole team, but it's especially apparent in Marner. And yeah, yeah, this team is a uh, it's obviously filled with talent, but they they don't really. Uh, they can't put the puck in the net right now, right? They, they don't have the confidence to finish. They get so many chances, but they can't they can't put it in. And the goaltending is not quite what it was last year. So, yeah, it, they'll turn it around, I, I think, if they do shake it up. Um, there's got to be some pressure building on Keith because it doesn't take much in Toronto to uh, try and throw out the head coach. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm enjoying it, though. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure most of the NHL is just taking it in right now, eh? Mm-hmm. 
No, it's been tough, man. Like you said, they haven't been really getting goals. Um, I think we got five goals in our last three games. Meanwhile, we're, I believe our shots per game total is well over 30 shots per game. So we just got to simply put the puck in the net. And defensively, we got to tighten up a bit too. We're giving up too many two-on-ones, plays off the rush, things of that nature. So it's same old song and dance here in Toronto. Uh, moving down, and finally I feel a little bit better on this one because we can get on Ryan's ass a bit. The uh, <laughs> the Flyers, 2-1-1 one, one to start the year. Not not too concerning, all things together, but uh, do you think uh, their position in the standings a product of their strong division, or uh, what do you guys think about Philadelphia here? Yeah, I think it's just the strong division and who they've played. They played the Panthers. We talked about how, how great they've been. They had a tough loss to the Canucks in the season opener. I mean, that's their two losses. They have the still have the fourth best goal differential in the division, so I'm not too worried. But their one win against Boston, they really didn't deserve to win. They beat the Kraken and really haven't shown to be that good. And then they didn't play well against the Panthers, but they kept it within one goal until late. So we'll see what happens on this three-game Canadian road trip here. It seems to always have some weird stuff happen when the Flyers are playing at 10 p.m. Eastern start. So... Get three points out of these three games. Come back home. You got the Coyotes. This team's only going to get better with with more practice time as players learn the system. We saw that two years ago in Ellen Vigneault's first year here. Last season was kind of a, a weird season. So I think as long as they, they stay afloat for now, they'll, they'll get going in November and December and kind of in the second half, they'll really turn it on. Yeah, I don't have much to add. Uh, the only game I watched was some of the Canucks game. That's the only Flyers I've watched so far. Yeah, we all, you know, the Metropolitan was supposed to be the best division, and it is because every single team in the division has a winning record so far. So that's exactly as uh, expected. Um, the Flyers, I expect them to be in the bottom half of the division come the end. Uh, pending Carter Hart. <laughs> yeah, still uh, making money betting overs in Flyers games. Oh, yeah, always <laughs> bet the over, always. <laughs> <laughs> Some good insight there. All right, moving down here, we have the Vegas Golden Knights. This is maybe one of the biggest shockers on the entire list, guys. Uh, traditionally a pretty strong team since their inaugural season a few years back. Uh, they're currently at 1-4-0. Oh. Um, but they are top five, uh, fourth in the league for shots per game at 35.8. Why can't they score in Vegas? What's going on? This is similar to what's going on in, in Pittsburgh, too, I think. there's just but, but Pittsburgh is able to win. Vegas, they lost Pacioretty. They don't have Stone. Their depth has taken a real big hit. Their second line is Peyton Krebs, Stevenson, and Yanmark. That's that's not a good second line. That's not a good second line for a contender in the NHL. I mean, they're they're missing those guys. They'll get them back and they'll turn it around. Laner can kind of keep them in in net. But yeah, like you said, they need to score. Maybe once they get those more talented players back in, those shots and scoring chances can kind of be taken by more talented players and kind of go in more. And also then maybe they'll get some more luck too. Yeah. Yeah. You it shows how much they miss Pacioretty because he's the only real goal scorer they have uh, in terms of his uh, elite shot. You know, William Carlson has speed, the great, uh, great transition game. They can score that way. But yeah, if you don't have that elite threat on the wing there from Pacioretty, it's, it's, it's harder to put the puck in the net. Yeah. Even from a goaltending point of view too, I, we all know that Robin Leonard can be successful in the league. He's proven that time and time again, but he's currently hovering at a 3.27 goals against average, uh, an abysmal 0.904 save percentage. They got to kind of, I know they got to help him out defensively too, but that can be an issue as well. Uh, I know they're pretty slim at center depth and that goes a long way in the NHL. So hopefully Vegas can, uh, can kind of uh, figure it out and turn the tides a little bit. 
We're brought to you by Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They have convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Their low-cost treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Keeps has discreet packaging and proven results with more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com SGP to get your first month free. keeps.com SGP. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now, Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app from the App Store or sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use code SGP, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would in real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time, as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Sign up with promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. All right, boys. Well, we are uh, we ready to jump into our Tuesday game slate, or what? We got a, I think we got a seven-game schedule coming up. Yeah, we got we got seven. Let's go. Let's do it. Right on. We'll kick her off at the 7 p.m. start. We have the Calgary Flames against the New Jersey Devils. The game is in New Jersey. Uh, looks like Calgary money line paying off minus 115. Uh, New Jersey money line minus 105. The over under set at six. Over pays off minus 105. The under at minus 115. What do you think in your Joel? Yeah, the Devils. They've been. Uh... They've been a, a good team so far. A bit surprising, I guess, considering their lack of success in the past few years or more. Um, but the young guys are coming along nicely. Um, I do like them to beat the Flames here. The uh, Devils are fourth in the league in expected goals for, yet they have only scored six through four games. So I think that those, those uh, much like the Knights, those those pucks will start finding the back of the net. Um yeah, we got Nico Dawes likely to start for the Devils. He looked good against the Sabres. And, you know, I like to trust newcomers to the league because this is when uh, they'll be at their most motivated, right, to make the most of their chance, their opportunity. Yeah, when we get the Flames, they're on a back-to-back. Uh, we'll see if Markson plays again or if it's uh, ex-Boston Bruin Darth Vader. I mean, uh, <laughs> Dan LeVadar. Their <laughs> um, 5-1 win over the Rangers kind of flatters them. Today, uh, Rangers had the better stats, but Markstrom was named first star for a reason. Uh, yeah, if he does play back to back, I expect him to be a little weary. Um, see, I'm monitoring modern, the goaltending situation, but either way, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet the Devils here. So that's where I'm going. Okay, we're, we're this is good. We're starting out agreeing on, on the first game here because I like the Devils here at home as well. As you mentioned, back to back for Calgary. It's their third game in four nights. Last season, early on in this season, in the second half of back to backs, they lost their first five. Then kind of later in the season, they got better at it. But early in the season, those those back to backs, especially the three and fours, are going to be tough. And the Devils have they've they've been good at home. They've they've been okay at home, like you said. 
just against the the Sabers. They won two one in overtime. They had that tough game against the Caps. But besides that, they've they've beaten kind of the the worst teams that they've played. And I feel like that that falls in line here with a fatigued Calgary team on their third game in four nights. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm right there with both you guys for the exact reasons you just said. Uh, New Jersey money line minus 105. Calgary is coming off a back to back. I did see. I forget where I saw it. I think they said they were expecting Daniel Bladder to uh to get the nod. He has yet to play a game yet this year. So I uh, I like New Jersey just for that fact alone. If he does get in, even if he doesn't, Markstrom coming off a back to back too. To me, this screams New Jersey money line. Uh, moving down here, another 7 p.m. game. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Game is in Pittsburgh. Uh, looks like Tampa Bay money line minus 150. Uh, Pittsburgh money line plus 130. The over-under set at 6.5. The over pays plus 100. And the under minus 120. Personally here, I'm leaning a bit towards the under at uh, 6.5, paying off minus 120. Uh, Tampa Bay is coming off a of back-to-back themselves. They've been struggling. The folks might be a little bit tired after that ass kicking they got from Buffalo. And Pittsburgh's missing bodies, guys, and a lot of key contributors. So to me, 6.5 is a bit of a high number. I like the under. Well, I like that, actually, because we're going to have the Lightning are going to be tired, but they're going to have Vassy in that. So they, they should, they might have struggled scoring, like we said, without their, without Kucherov, they don't have much depth. Same thing, same thing for the Penguins. The under looks very good, but I kind of like the, the Pittsburgh here as, as a value home dog at, at plus 120. They, they got it done against the Leafs. Now they have a, a tired Tampa Bay team coming in back to back, third and four. I just think that's a good spot to kind of take advantage of, of a home underdog that just beat a much better team on Saturday. Yeah, make that two for two agreements here. Uh, wow, I like Pittsburgh as well, just because I like to bet on the team that's shown me something so far, and the Lightning have not shown that yet. While Pittsburgh has shown they've got the heart, the will to compensate for missing all these players. So, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh at plus price. Tampa Bay is coming off a of back to back. Even if they have Vasilevsky net now, I'll still take uh, the chances with Pittsburgh. Right on. Well, we'll keep her going here, guys. Uh, 8 p.m. start. We have the Vegas Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche. Game is in Colorado. Uh, Vegas money line plus 150. Colorado money line minus 175. Uh, the over-under set at six. Both paying off minus 110. What, uh, what are you thinking here, Ryan? Yeah, I'm thinking we'll have another agreement here because I really like Joel's abs in this one. I mean, th- we've been saying the Golden Knights have not been themselves. They they beat the Kraken on opening night, then lost four straight. The abs are kind of picking things up now. They got McKinnon back. They got kind of got the band back together here. They just beat the Lightning. Big win there. Have two days off before another, before a home game. So I feel like I feel like the abs minus one seventy five. It's a high money line. I I wouldn't mind taking them to win in regulation either because. Most of their wins against Vegas last season. I think all their home wins last season were in regulation. And Vegas, I don't think, will be able to force overtime here, even even in like a rivalry game. I think it's going to be Avs in regulation. Yeah, this is a revenge game from the playoffs, right? Knights knocked them out four games in a row. Brutal end of that series. Yeah, we do have everyone healthy again. We got the top line all, all fit, COVID-free. And all that suspension free. Um, the only player we're missing really is uh, Devon Taves, who's a big loss, but uh, you know there's enough depth in the D line to compensate for that. Um, yeah, I do like Mavs here, uh, especially in 
regulation at the better price. I uh, just hope that Kemper starts uh, paying off the paycheck. So we paid a lot <laughs> for him. Yeah, true. I'm uh, I'm with you guys too. Colorado money line paying off minus one seventy five. How do you say no? Honestly, Vegas stinks right now. They haven't shown me anything to uh, to be confident about from a gambling point of view. So I think all three of us are on the same page on that one for sure. Uh, moving down here to the 8.30 p.m. slots, we have the San Jose Sharks against the Nashville Predators. The game is in Nashville. Uh, San Jose Moneyline pays off plus 115. Nashville Moneyline minus 135. The over-under set at 6. Over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. I'm leaning towards San Jose money line on this one. The Sharks have been red hot. Uh, they're still on a bit of a long road trip, but I think they've got three out of four wins so far on that trip. The one loss coming to Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, as far as Nashville goes, UC Saros has been terrible. He's uh, one and four on the year. Sharks are red hot. Give me uh, give me the fish. And this is one of those games where I look at and I have no idea really what to do with it because they're both two teams that have kind of been up and down the sharks have been overperforming and it's it's their fourth game in six nights so something like that especially on a road trip i want to be wary of i was leaning towards the predators i don't don't feel as strongly as you do about the sharks so but i feel like if i do pick a side in this it will be will be nashville i feel like the home team usually wins in these matchups so give me nashville at home yeah nashville for me too fuck the sharks i keep losing money on them (laughs) the one time they lose when i don't bet their opponents um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're they're the underlying metrics. They they don't show that they should be winning these games. They they have high shooting percentage on uh, fewer shots. Uh, their win expectancy is always less than their opponents. Uh, yeah, Nashville I don't think is a great team either. But like Ryan said at that uh, that uh, fourth game of the road trip angle, I like that too. So yeah, I'll, I lean toward Nashville. Not a strong play because I've lost enough money in the Sharks as it is. <laughs> Fair enough, boys. We'll see how that one goes, I guess. Finally, a team that uh, a team that Joel doesn't like, so good to know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the opposite of the Canes, right? I like the Canes because they lose money. I hate the Sharks because they lose any money. Yeah. Um, moving down to the 10 p.m. slate here. First game, we have the Winnipeg Jets against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the game is in Anaheim. Uh, Winnipeg money line pays off minus 145. Anaheim money line plus 125. Uh, over under at 5.5 over pays off minus 115 the under at minus 105 i'm kind of leaning towards the under here guys at uh minus uh, minus 105 solely on the fact that we know what hellebuck can do we know what gibson can do i know hellebuck hasn't looked that strong this year but if both of these goalies get on this could be a 2-1 game this could be a 1-0 game a 2-0 game i like the under at 5.5 I find this weird because this is the third time this season so far these these teams are playing each other. They're not close ge- geographically. They're not really rivals at all. The Ducks won at home 4-1 in the opening game. Winnipeg won 5-1 at home. Now they're back in Anaheim. I, I'm just leaning I'm leaning towards the over because neither of those goalies have really shown too much this season yet. Gibson has. Hellebuck's kind of struggled. But both teams are... are or scoring a lot. Winnipeg's averaging four goals a game. They're averaging 3.8 goals against per game. The Ducks total are averaging six goals per game, four and against. So I kind of like the over here more than more than the under, but I'm not really sure for a side, I would probably just lean towards the Ducks because they're at home. Yeah, I'll co-sign Talon's under. 
Yeah, Gibson, he's always he's always good, especially in the start of the season. He kind of tires later on because <laughs> he gets like 40 shots against him a game. But, uh, yeah, Hellebuck is better than uh, the goal he's let in have shown. Um, Winnipeg missing Shifley and Wheeler is a, is a loss to their offense. So that scares me off the Winnipeg money line, which otherwise I would play. But I'll trust Hellebuck to get it together and Gibson to do his thing. So, yeah, I lean to the under five and a half. Right there with you, buddy. Right there with you. Uh, moving down, this game might fall into the category of games not even worth watching that we talk about pretty often. We have the Montreal Canadiens against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, the game is in Seattle. I guess, what will this be, their second home game of all time? So, uh, pretty cool. The Montreal Canadiens money line is at minus 105. Seattle money line minus 115. The over-under set at 5.5. Over pays off minus 115. The under minus 105. I'm. I know they're on the road here, boys, but I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards uh, Montreal money line at uh, minus 105. They finally beat Detroit. Maybe they got that monkey off their back and they're ready to kind of turn things on a little bit. By no means do I think Montreal's uh, an extremely strong team, but I don't have Seattle in that boat either. So give me the Habs money line. I'm still in 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 fade the Canadians early on in the season. They had, they won six one, but they only had 24 shots against the Red Wings. It is Seattle's second home game. They outshot the Canucks 31-25. I like it's still going to be a nice atmosphere there with fun, new, excited fans. I do like the under the best in this game just because I think both teams aren't going to score that much. The The Canadians had four four goals total in their first five games before scoring six six against the Red Wings. So I feel like under five and a half I like, and also I like Seattle at, at home just against the Canadians. Big surprise that uh, uh, Leafs fan says a Canadians game ain't worth watching, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but I know I like both those bets. Uh, Kraken, they deserve a win, right? At home, uh, they missed the first one. The Canucks spoiled it thanks to Thatcher Demko. But uh, they should have put a few more up. Uh, I think they can do it against the Canadians here. Although, yeah, neither team is, is having success scoring. So... Yeah, under five and a half and lean to Montreal or lean to Seattle. Uh, moving down to the last game, we have uh, 10 p.m. slates on Tuesday. It looks like Minnesota Wild against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the game is in Vancouver. We have Minnesota Moneyline paying off minus 120. Uh, Vancouver Moneyline plus 100. The over-under set at 5.5. Over pays minus 120 and the under at plus 100. Uh, what do you got for me, Joel? Yeah, Canucks have been playing well so far. Vasily Putkolson, the Russian rookie, he's looked awesome. Um, it's kind of like a Tarasenko type. And uh, Elias Patterson has, has played better than he did towards the end of last year. Yeah, Quinn Hughes, he's he's doing the same. Everybody's playing a little bit better than they were last year. And, and Demko, especially, he, he's been he's been nuts through the first few games. And the Wild, they keep... Uh, they keep uh, winning these lucky games, like that game against the Jets, where they're down two goals and come back, goalie pulled and win an OT. Uh, <laughs> bad memories from that one. Uh, it's 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 hard to fade the Wild because that's kind of like the Sharks; they just keep losing me money. But home opener for the Canucks, I'll have to take the home team. Is this actually yeah, the I... home opener? Sorry. Yeah, they've been on the road the whole time. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I like the home opener angle, angle here too. I feel like 
Vancouver just had a big, big one in Seattle. They kind of spoiled their home opener for the for the franchise. Now they're coming back home in front of the Canucks faithful, the Wild. Third game in four nights. Otherwise, I I may look towards them more. But I feel like give the Canucks the the win at home. I'm going to lean that way. Pro- I'm probably not going to bet unless I'm having a, a good good night and just want to have some entertainment late. But I, I'm leaning towards the Canucks, especially at just even money. Yeah, I, uh, I like that too. Uh, the home opening angle is always big, especially if they have been on the road for a while. And uh, the Vancouver faithful always comes out in strong numbers too. So I'm sure they'll be excited to have uh, have their team back home. Personally, though, I'm going to lean towards the under at 5.5. Um, I'm a big Thatcher Damco fan. I know uh, I had him in fantasy last year and he uh, he turned out pretty well for me, even though the Canucks kind of struggled a bit. And then also Cam Talbot's a low-key 4-0 on the year. So if uh, if he gets the nod and steps up and plays well uh, with the under set at 5.5, I don't mind that at plus money. And, oh, shit, sorry. I'm fired up right now, boys. I'm I'm in on an MHL Russian junior game, and my over just hit. So we're recording this at 12.41 a.m. right now, and there was a little a late game or an early game or something over there. So some plus money. We'll take it. Are you the best NBA better in the U.S.? You can prove it on Odds Card, and they're free to join and play fantasy betting contests. There's a season-long NBA contest with $3,000 in cash up for grabs, as well as weekly $200 contests as well. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you with any pick trick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests, it's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Um, anyways, moving on to the Wednesday slate, we have the Boston Bruins against the Florida Panthers at 7 p.m. Uh, the game is in Florida. Boston money line is paying off minus 110. Florida money line minus 110 as well. The over under set at six uh, over pays off plus 100. The under minus 130. Uh, what are you thinking here, Ryan? Uh, I love the Panthers. I feel like this is going to be a, a big test for them, but I feel like minus 110 for the Panthers at home, unless they're just thinking the undefeated jinx. But they've, as we said, they've beaten good teams. They've beaten them by multiple goals. Boston Boston has been looking better after their loss to the Flyers, but I just feel like them going on the road, going down to Florida with, with a team that's really kind of riding high this season. They're the best team in the league so far, in my opinion given their schedule. I really like the Panthers minus 110 here. Yeah, this this is a game that you don't need to bet on to uh, enjoy because these are two of the best teams in the East. Uh, they're going to be pulling all the stops to win this game. It'll be on, I assume this is one of the primetime games, right, with the ESPN, I imagine. You'd um, hope, yeah. Yeah, it better be. better not be Red Wings, Capitals, <laughs> or uh, Maple Leafs, Blackhawks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I do lean towards Boston though. I think that they're uh, they come out for these these big games. Yeah, it's not a strong play though because yeah, Florida's Florida's a good team and they're at home. This this is suggesting that Boston's a better a better team if the line is only minus one ten because uh, Florida gets the home field advantage. Uh, 
yeah, I pass, but lean Boston, I guess. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. It's I'm pretty scared to get with Boston here as a Leafs fan. It's hard pressed to say that they're ever going to lose a game after what they've done to me mentally over the years. So, if I did have to pick one of these two, I would lean toward or more towards the Boston way. But I I don't hate the over solely on the fact that both teams have scored four plus goals in every game that they played this year. Now I know that they're playing each other, so that might be a drop off a little bit. Obviously, two good teams going at it, but uh, just keep that in mind. Both teams do have four goals in every game, and at the overset at six, the potential to be a bit of a shootout. And moving down here, we have the Detroit Red Wings versus the Washington Capitals back on the seven p.m. slate. Uh, the game is in Washington. Detroit money line pays off plus one sixty-five. Washington money line minus two hundred. Uh, the over/under set at six. The over pays minus one twenty, and the under at plus one hundred. I, I was thinking of sprinkling Washington puck line on this. You know, maybe Detroit might be starting to kind of cool off a little bit here with that loss against Montreal. Worth kind of considering the uh, the minus two hundred isn't really worth gambling on Washington money line. But I also do like uh, I do like the over here. Every time the Caps do win, they have hit the four goal marker this year, and we've all seen that Detroit can put the puck on the net as well. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I have written down Capitals puck line. All four of their wins this season have been by at least two goals, including their win tonight against the Senators. I feel like at home they're going to come out. They're going to be scoring. The puck line minus one and a half is plus 120. Or if you want to kind of be a little bit safer, you can take the 60-minute line, Capitals to win in regulation, minus 125. I feel like that's that's decent value, too, if you don't want to potentially get, get screwed by a, a one-goal game. Uh, yeah, these are two teams that I consider a bit fraudulent. Uh, uh, <laughs> Red Wings, <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy it. <laughs> Their rookies are playing well. Lucas Raymond, what a... He got a hat trick the other night, right? Um, yeah, he did. Hat trick and Moritz, an assist, four point night. Yeah, more cider too in defense. He's he's killing it. Coming over from Germany, and we got uh, the Capitals. They're they're an offensive juggernaut for sure, but uh, I don't think that their goals are sustainable. But I do believe they'll be sustainable for this game because I'm going over six. I don't think that either of these teams has played in a game with less fewer than seven goals. So, <laughs> yeah, over six is uh, easy money from my angle. Yeah, I think we're all with you. I'm moving down here, 7.30 p.m. slot. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Chicago Blackhawks. The game is in Chicago. Uh, Toronto money line minus 150. Chicago money line pays off plus 130. Uh, the over under set at 6.5. The over pays minus 105. The under minus 115. Boys, boys, this is it. This is the game. When we are months down the road and Austin Matthews is hoisting that Stanley Cup, you're going to look back at this and be like, what happened? What was the turnaround game of the year after such a slow start? This is that game. I got Leafs puck line, minus 1.5. They're going to win by four. They're going to win by five. Flurry's getting blown out of the building. Pays off plus 185. It's about time these clowns get the shit together, and this is the game where it happens. <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> I agree. Puck, puck, take the puck line. <laughs> yeah. You got to uh... give me something. Come on. I mean, this is... If, if the... If the Leafs lose, it's gonna it's gonna be a shit show in Toronto, even more than it already is. But I, I do feel like if 
there's there's no value in betting Toronto money line. And if they're going to win, I feel like it will be a blowout. So I feel like there is definitely value in, in the puck line or even hell, go go minus two and a half if you're if you're feeling feeling ballsy. Out of boy. Here's what you do: you bet Toronto, and if they lose, you'll make up for it by seeing the shit show on Twitter and the <laughs> Canadian media. It's a win-win. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, these two teams are both uh, they're both getting a little unlucky. Uh, Chicago, uh, they they put a lot of pucks in the net and they get good chances. They're just not finishing the thing. We said for Toronto, goaltending hasn't been there, especially for Chicago. Oh, Flurry is looking like a a waste right now. Lankinen is much better than him. Yeah, I would, I would, I would take the over, just believing that they they finally finish these chances. But I don't feel too strongly about that. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna enjoy the chaos and <laughs> yeah, root for whatever uh, whatever causes the most uh, chaos. <laughs> Some men want to watch the world burn, eh? Yes. <laughs> All right, moving down here, we have the Vegas Golden Knights uh, versus Dallas Stars at the 8.30 p.m. slot. Uh, the game is in Dallas. Vegas money line pays off minus 105. Dallas money line minus 115. Uh, the over-under is set at 5.5. Over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. You know, I'm I'm leaning more towards the uh, more towards the under here at 5.5. Vegas can't score. We already talked about that. Um, Dallas themselves, they haven't, uh, elapsed three, more than three goals yet this year. So throw that together with the, uh, with the number at 5.5, I don't mind the under. Yeah. I like the under a lot. Dallas has the second fewest goals per game. Only Montreal is fewer. Dallas has one, has 11 goals in, in six games. The, the Golden Knights are, are tied for fifth least goals with 10 or goals per game at two per game with 10 goals in five, in five games. Neither of them can score. I like Dallas, but do, do see how Vegas does against Colorado on Tuesday night before betting the Wednesday night game. But I do lean Dallas and the under in this one. Yeah, I can uh, I can agree with that with the back-to-back angle. I'm sure that Colorado will be skating all over them, tiring them out. Dallas will be at home. They're looking to bounce back as well. Uh, yeah, I, I would take Dallas here on the on the money line. And keep in mind, too, here, guys, this might not be a, a bad opportunity for a live bet. Say for whatever reason, if there is no early goal with three minutes or so into the game, you might see that line jump up to six or maybe even 6.5. If you see that, by all means, jump in on that under. It's a great point. Yeah, definitely. Look for that. And then moving on to our last game here on the Wednesday night, the 10 p.m. slate. Uh, we have the Philadelphia Flyers against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the game is in Edmonton. Philly money line pays off plus 150. Edmonton money line minus 170. The over-under set at 6.5. Over pays minus 105. The under minus 115. What are you thinking here, Ryan? I think there is some value in, in the Flyers at plus 150. They, they're... They built this offseason to become a more defensive team. If any, if they can sl- slow down the Oilers, they I feel like they have a chance chance to win. But also the the bet bet over bet overs in the Flyers game. The Flyers had three days off coming into this. Oilers going to have four days off going into it. They're both averaging more than four and a half goals a game. So over under set at six and a half. I feel like the over is the play in this one. And I feel like the Flyers do have some value, but obviously I feel like there's some, there's some homerism there. Yeah, I, I I lean to the Flyers as well. Getting a little lucky, but a stronger player would be to the over six and a half because 
can't set a line high enough for the amount of goals these teams will score. <laughs> uh, like we said earlier, Edmonton, 47% in the power play. Flyers are at 36.4, so these guys are just, they're clicking on the power play. So as long as we get a few penalties, goals will be flying in, and I don't trust either goaltender. So, yeah, over six and a half. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm right there with you on that one, Joel. The over at six and a half. Like you said, we, uh, we're we not really too sure who's going to be a net there for Edmonton. Either way, they've been shaky, and uh, God knows what the hell we're going to get out of Carter Hart, right? So, sorry, Ryan, but I uh, I do like the over it's there okay. at 6.5. <laughs> it's, it's all right. We all, we all like the over here, so we're good. Beautiful. All right, boys. Well, that's uh, that covers our Wednesday game slate here. Uh, how about we move into our mortal locks for Tuesday and Wednesday? We'll uh, we'll start off with Joel here. Yep, first game of the slate. Uh, Jersey Devils money line. I mean that all day. I'm gonna fade the Flames. Yeah, like I said before, back to back. Devils are clicking. I don't think that this line reflects how they're uh, playing so far. They're a very slight underdog at minus 105. So. Yeah, I'd play this to maybe minus one twenty at most. Yeah, my uh, my mortal lock is going to be Joel's Avalanche to uh, win in regulation. I feel like they they have revenge on their mind. They got McKinnon back. The top lines back together. Vegas is still missing a handful of key players. So I like Colorado here to to win in regulation at minus one ten. Right on. I'm going to be on uh, that Pittsburgh Tampa Bay uh, under at six point five, paying off minus one twenty. Uh, like we talked about earlier, Tampa Bay coming off a back-to-back. Pittsburgh has no Crosby, no Melkin, uh, no Latang, no Carter. Tampa Bay is going to be without Kucherov. To me, the screams under all day long. All right, and uh, what do we got for Wednesday here, boys? And I'll finish off uh, the last game of the slate with the Flyers Oilers over. It'll be uh, should be the primetime game there. Last uh, seven o'clock start on the West Coast. Yeah, just goals of plenty, and it'll be a nice, entertaining night to please all these new hockey fans being uh, shown the sport on ESPN. Uh, give me my Panthers at, at minus one ten against the against the Bruins. They've had multi-goal wins in all their all five games. The Bruins don't have any impressive wins. They were minus two hundred favorites or more in, against San Jose and Buffalo. They were minus around one eighty five in the home opener against Dallas. I think Florida has. Been, played a much better schedule so far. They they've played much better overall, and minus one ten at home. I feel like is a steal of a line. Yeah, either way, that's going to be an absolutely battle of a game. So a lot of fun watching for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Wednesday, I got. I know we just talked about it. The Dallas Vegas under at five point five, uh, paying off minus one twenty. Same thing we said. Dallas hasn't got more than three goals all year long, and Vegas can't score to save their lives. So. Pretty confident in that one. I got to make up for that shitty Ottawa pick I had last week. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the we, we can take her today. I am, <laughs> eh? I am leaning towards. Normally, I like the over, but yeah, whatever. All right, boys. Well, anything else uh, we want to add in for uh, for the show here before we start to wrap her up, or what? No, just hopefully we can get a get a sweep on these locks. Finally. Yeah, it'd, uh, it'd be nice if we can boost those numbers a little bit. Stop, uh, stop dragging down the percentages. <laughs> well, you can't argue with uh, 66% every episode. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> can't hate that. Can't hate that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, to all of our awesome listeners here, be sure to keep checking out all the cool stuff at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, and like we said before, check out the Slap Group. Uh, lots of cool stuff going on in there. 
Yeah, and once again, make sure you subscribe to us on We Are Now on Apple and Spotify. You can search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast or it's sg.pn slash hockey for Apple or sg.pn slash hockey s for Spotify. Right on. And uh, if you're at that website I was talking about, uh, lots of cool articles that we're kind of putting out, you know, by the week. Uh, I just dropped one for uh, for all you fantasy hockey uh, fantasy hockey players there. Be sure to kind of check it out. A nice little week three update. Maybe replacing Nikita Kucherov on your team. Uh, my new favorite segment, Tally Shame Shack, where I throw people that have had shitty fantasy weeks in the Shame Shack to sit there and feel shame. If they play well, they can get out. If they don't, they're back in the shack. <laughs> Back in the shack. <laughs> Love it. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. I am Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. I'm Joel Meyer, and I'm still a ghost. <laughs> it's the great season for that. Eh? Right season. Spooky season. We're good. <laughs> you can find Joel in the Slack. He's always kicking in there, dropping some live bets, dropping some predictions. So lots of awesome content. Sir. All right, boys. We'll, uh, we'll catch you all next week. And uh, let's hope we make some sweet money. Yeah.